Welcome to Legends of Greyskull, the podcast that dives deep into the mythology of Masters of the Universe, with your hosts, Matthew Dooch and Sean Scavana. News, reviews, remasterings, and more are just ahead on Legends of Greyskull. Guess who's back? It's the Legends of Greyskull podcast! <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys may not be ready for that, but your kids are going to love it. Your kids are going to love it. Oh, welcome back to Legends of Grey School Podcast, the fan podcast that discusses the history, the mystery, the magic, and mythology of He-Man, She-Ra, Eternia, Theria, Nordor, Primus, New Adventures, Old Adventures, Ladybird, UK Annuals, Comics, Mini Comics, anything and everything you can think of with that Masters of the Universe, Princess of Power, that Mattel logo down in the corner. I'm Matthew Dooch, back again with Sean Scavarna for the 100th time. That's right, folks. It is episode 100 here at Legends of Grayskull. Sean, how are we doing on this 100th episode? I don't have enough fingers or toes to count this. This is insane. Insanity. (laughs) Cats and dogs living together. Mass hysteria, yes. I've seen shit that would turn you white. Anyway. Um, I think no, I just saw Skelly Vader running shirtless down the street. <laughs> uh, it, it's it, it's weird. Today is one of those days I knew we were recording, and for some reason it felt, it, it really did have this like, yeah, it's kind of a special day. We're legit doing this finally after all the buildup and all of the side side streets we've taken to get here and all that and here we are finally 100 technically not 100 we're over that but it's episode 100 dang it we are... don't you mess with my number <laughs> system. this I, is told... episode 100 there has been nothing it's 99 100 i i actually said on toy frenzy the other week every episode after 100 is just going to be not 100 from now on because that's all we kept doing leading up to 100 is it's not 100 but here's a new episode so yeah, well, we, we needed time. We needed, you know, it's <laughs> it's tough, you know. It, and and it, t- today we're gonna take a little bit of a look back <laughs> on the road thus far. Um, before we dive into that, though, I do want to get a little bit of housekeeping out of the way first. I'm sure our fans will want to know. Um, before I even go there. Let's talk the Legends verse because we sure. have not, we haven't talked about it since uh, since it was since it formed. We uh, we have not had an episode because you know we only did ninety nine, mm-hmm. and now we have one hundred. So there was that huge gap of time in there. Sure, with no Let's with no it. episodes because there've been no episodes. Absolutely, there have been none. There have been none. none. You're right. Right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> so, Sean, what is the Legends Verse? Well, the Legends Verse is an amalgamation between uh, us on Legends of Grayskull and uh, Jesse Arnold and Curtis Ackerman. They do the Just Shelled It uh, YouTube show every Sunday night. And uh, we reached out to them and said, hey, what, how about doing crossovers where, you know, 
Jesse's been on the show already, and he's also been doing the off-world episodes with us. When we had those off-worlds, we rebranded it, and we also have new off-world, Let's Go Off-World channel on YouTube. And the four of us team up, and we have those episodes, as well as Legends of Grayskull having our episodes, and as well as just Shelvet having their episodes. It's crazy. It's like one big happy family under one umbrella. And it all culminates... Over in the Legendati Facebook page. And that's one of the biggest things as we kind of made this. Legendati started off as the supporters of Legends of Grayskull. And yep. it's kind of turned into, into a place where you can now discuss uh, all of the family of shows. So yeah, it's basically anything Sean, I, Jesse, and Curtis are solely a part of. Because Sean's still kind of... Steps out for a night on the town once in a while, but yeah, it's it's that it's us getting together. So if you haven't yet, make sure you go over and join the Legendati page over on Facebook. Uh, we just crossed a hundred members; we're 103 right now. Um, this is where you're going to get the most scoop. Uh, this is where you could have left questions for this episode. I do need to shut that down. Um, I'll give it till we actually get there. Uh, but yeah, you feel free to share. This is a private group. Will White's been sharing in there. It's a great... I haven't seen that one yet. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, For our audio listeners... Sharing and then we get that. <laughs> uh, that's Van Johnson. I don't know who that guy yeah. is, but I like him. He's hilarious. Uh, he posts a picture of Skeletor eating a human finger... It says, mm-hmm. remember when the apocalypse starts and we all turn to cannibalism, vegans are the closest thing to free-range, antibiotic-free, grass-fed meat. <laughs> I, I, I remember. I got to give him a laugh. It was, it was Jesse, I think, that did the whole what have I done when he got him to join the group. And yes. I think ever since that Jesse's been regretting the fact that he's done it. But Van is actually throwing some really funny things up there depending on your brand of humor. So Indeed. I personally do laugh every time he posts. So yeah. Oh, 100%. So yeah, go ahead, join Legendati. That's the place to be if you like any or all of the shows. Um, and yeah, check it out. They, we will be going to promote Offworld here. So Offworld is a live show only. So if you're one of our audio listeners... Right now, there's no plans to make Offworld, to release it, an audio version. So you'll have to check out YouTube. You'll have to check out the replay. We do go live every other Friday, officially. Now, there have been some uh, off weeks where whoever's available still goes live. So make sure you're subscribed to Offworld. You turn on the notifications because you never know. Just because we're not doing an official episode, there's still a potential for some of the cast to go live uh, on the off weeks. So, yeah, I think that uh, for off weeks, there's a pretty good chance it'll be at least Curtis and me duking it out every other Friday night while we have the whole team together for the numbered episodes yep. on the opposite weekend. Or opposite yep. Fridays, I should say. So yeah. Yep. So we just had one last Friday. So our next sh- uh, our next episode is May twelfth. Mm-hmm. So be ready for that. 
Um, then on to the news. So we did get revealed here that there is a new art book coming out from Dark Horse. This is the art of Masters of the Universe Origins and Masterverse. Uh, this is available right now for pre-order from uh, Amazon's got the best price I've seen for the deluxe edition, which comes with the sp- a special slipcover and two uh, art prints by Nate Barch. And it's nice. on sale right now at Amazon for $66. Uh, MSRP is $99.99. So I don't think I've seen the price point on the regular book. I should probably have looked that up. Uh, Sean, what do you think about this? I think I think it's freaking cool. Uh, even though you and I have not been into... You've been more Masterverse than I have. And well, neither sure. of us are really origin centric or whatever but one thing you and i can't deny is the artwork on the packaging for either either of those lines is really eye-catching beautifully done and it's really cool that they have people who are fans of the line doing the art so it does feel like it's still got that you know like fan appeal because they grew up with the, the the way that they remember it being and they're still providing that even in the, in the new lines right now. And uh, yeah, if I was Nate Barch and I saw that cover, I'd be like, I win. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's so, so freaking cool. <laughs> so right off that cover there, you've got Nate Barch, you've got actually yeah. Jimenez, you've got um, Eamon O'Donohue. So, yeah. I mean, some powerhouse names in the community and some great artwork just based off the cover. Um, I did find the regular release. The regular release is on sale right now from Amazon for $29.99 with a list price of $49.99. Um, and the nice thing about Amazon, too, is once you've locked in your price, it can't go up, but it can go down. So if they come out next week and drop it to $19.99, you'll get it for $19.99. But if it goes back up to $49.99, you'll still be locked in at the $29.99. So they have a nice pre-order guarantee there. So you can jump on it early and not worry about missing a better deal. Uh, Let me read the official blurb here. This beautifully designed volume gives a deep dive into the lore and world of the Mattel hit figure lines, Masters of the Universe Origins and Masterverse. Explore each figure's background as well as detailed and wonderfully laid out artwork from the products themselves. Also, the tome will feature new insights from the creators of the figures. Written by Alex Irvin, who wrote the comic book story of baseball and Marvel Phase 1 through 3. Uh, And this has a release date of December 5th, 2023. I'm excited. It's it's some good artwork. Um, And of course, you know me. I'm more excited about the the idea that we get to kind of figure out the design process and talk to some of the guys who work behind the scenes. Don't get me wrong. Art's great. Love all those guys. Um, But yeah, being able to find out like how they come up with these figures, maybe I'm hoping even see some early concept stuff, especially on the Masterverse, the new Eternia. Like how did we get from... He-Man to Viking He-Man, you know, that sort of thing could be really fun. Um, As well as I know Axel said before that, and I'm sure they all have that they've had to tweak stuff. Like they'll send, 
they'll say, you know, hey, do this figure. And he sends back artwork and they're like, well, take this out or tweak this. So it could be a fun thing to see kind of some of the stuff that he's had to change possibly. Sure. Yeah. And uh, the the one question that I've heard uh, once this was unveiled is, does that mean it's going to give figures that haven't been solicited yet? Here's their packaging or whatever, almost like what the, uh, the art book for the CGI show did where it gave us a glimpse of things to come. Yeah. Um, I I don't have any answers to that. I don't think Matt does either, so we're not going to say yes or no. But it is. I, I'd say it's possible, and I think it is quite interesting with how much they just <laughs> unveiled recently. I mean, that stuff I'm pretty sure has to at least be alluded to it somewhere, depending yeah. on what their print date was. But maybe there is other things going into but, this that we might not even know about yeah. uh, um, so far. So. Who knows? Take it, buy it, see what happens. I, I would say it's definitely a lock that like that whole wave of stuff that has been announced is in here, especially since yeah. it's not coming out till December. Like you should have Snake Man in there, you know, all the the buzz off and whiplash, New Eternia, like all that stuff. I think it, you know, Talon Fighter, like all that stuff I would think is a lock to yeah. be in this book. Um who know and and you know they've got the next year planned out. You know they've got to have at least twenty twenty four kind of planned out and working on it now. So yeah, there's definitely a good uh, at least a hint of it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, uh, unless the line dies, I couldn't resist. I couldn't resist. The line uh, is fine. We have a ton I'm of product just... coming out. It is going to retail. <laughs> we are good. It's amazing Matt wants me to be on this show sometimes. <laughs> I couldn't resist, but no, I don't agree either. The line should be fine with how much they've unveiled recently. But man, that was, it, you hear that all the damn time. Simple as that. So, All right, next up, this is actually thanks to Jason Torrance on the YouTube comment section. He made me realize that we never talked about the Skeletor. That the Mattel Creations exclusive figure. Uh, pre-order's already done. It's already shipped. It was one of the made-to-order ones. Uh, or not not made-to-order. Sorry. It was in stock. They sold them. They're shipped already. Um, but yeah, apparently we just kind of missed this. Since we took such a big break between episode 99 and didn't have any episodes until now, episode 100. Absolutely so, none. Yeah. Um, I'll give my thought, thoughts... Real quick here, Sean, and then I'll let you go. So this here is the He Skeletor that Mattel released. So it's just, it's literally the Origins He-Man with the vintage-inspired head painted blue with black hair, purple harness with gold accents. Literally just the same figure. And it's supposed to be the... I also have a problem with that name, He Skeletor, because the whole point of the multiverse comic that this came from is the fact that that Keldor was worried about becoming a Skeletor and he never did. Instead, he became a He-Man. Like, that was the whole... You know, it got off the rails. That kind of got off the rails, but the only thing that kind of went through is Keldor's 
trying to avoid his destiny, and he did, and then Mattel goes ahead and calls him he's Skeletor, which makes no sense because he's the only Keldor in the Mortiverse not to become Skeletor. But here's my other thing. And so here is this figure that they released. Here is Keldor as He-Man in the Multiverse comic. Not the same thing. This was, uh, let me go back again. Ready? Blatant repaint of He-Man. Keldor as He-Man. Subtle differences. The color scheme's pretty much there. They didn't even bother to paint the white in the hair. I think that's what bothers me the most. So Keldor as He-Man has that long flowing black hair with the white streaks in it. And they couldn't, and, and they even put it in the art. On the card back, that he's got the white streaks, but they couldn't bother to put it on the paint on the figure. Um, like, literally, all they had to do was sculpt a new head for this guy and give him a new harness with the crossbones on it. And they didn't. And so, it's such a lazy cash grab attempt, even for Masters. Go ahead, Sean. <laughs> for me, it's like... All right. I, honestly, it's still part of a story that I didn't enjoy to begin with, so it, it's not one that really grabs me in any way, shape, or form. But I, I definitely agree that all the details that make the He Skeletor, He Skeletor in the book are missing other than, okay, we got the He-Man chest plate in new colors, but the chest plate's wrong, and... You know, like like uh, Matt was saying, the streaks and the hair also part uh, they're part of what set him apart from Keldor or He Man or whatever too. And yeah, it, it's like if I was collecting Origins, this would be one where I'd be barely interested in picking it up personally because it really does feel like it's it's it, again. I've said it before about Origins. I'll say it again on here. Every time I think Origins has something that works, it feels like they're one or two steps away from getting it completely the way it should be versus this. So, yeah, it's for anybody who who wanted it and they got it. I know um, on Toy Frenzy, Skelevator got one and he was saying there's things about it that he enjoys, even though it isn't legit the way it looked in the comics. But for me personally, it's like it it's not the it's not the proper version. It's almost like filmation versus vintage toys to me. It's like filmation didn't have all the details and when you got your He-Man, then you had all the squares going up the harness and you had all the extra accessories. And it's like this is kind of the same thing where it's like the comic gave you one version, this is giving you a different one. It's almost like the reverse of how it was when we were kids and how they simplified the design or they changed the designs. Yep. Do better, Mattel. But thank you, Jason, for bringing up that question. We appreciate you. We've heard from him for a while. It's kind of nice that he chimed in because I was like, yeah, I wonder what Jason's up to. Yeah, I do want to give a shout-out to some guys because I can go through times being terrible at responding to comments on the YouTube. Um... So yeah, Jason Torrens, uh, Uncosplay, uh, he commented back on our Issue 2 Masterverse 
Uh, he said that he really dug Jitsu uh, in that Masterverse story. He's, I'm paraphrasing here because we have a few to get through, but uh, he said the story that him, Jitsu echoing the story that many immigrants face hit him right in the heart as he is an Asian fan. And he's glad to see characters like him and Ninja get fleshed out as more than scary Kung Fu Ninja Asian guy. So yeah, uh, thank you, sir. Uh, Angel, Angelus Zuko said the stories would have been better if they lasted a little longer. That I agree. You said that too. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, back on the not episode where we talked about, uh, CGI being canceled or not renewed. Uh, Angelus Zuko said the CGI series has an interesting story that deserves to last as many seasons as necessary. After so many cancellations. So I, I agree. It's, it needs to just keep going. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Carpet Snake 83 said he wants He-Man to have a Super Saiyan moment in the next CGI season. Ram Man needs to die and push him to a new level. Hmm. Um, that could be interesting. I, 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 I don't know that I necessarily want Ram Man to die. But yeah, I mean, something, something to kind of push him. And I think if the show does continue, there's going to be a little bit darker. I think it's going to mature as it goes along, um, mm-hmm. as it should, keeping up with the kids and, of course, us adults who watch it. Well, the main thing to me on the CGI show is how big is that sword going to get if it comes back? Because every season it feels like there's like <laughs> a new size to that sword. Pretty soon it's yeah. going to be a house and he's holding it up. It's like, oh, God, you know, like what am I doing? I like uh, it that last episode of the last season it's like I, my, my kids and I were like holy crap how big is this thing gonna get it's crazy uh, we also got uh, back on the Masterverse comic issue one review uh, Thanos Copter said it was a great episode and he had to watch it late because I wanted to read the book first highly recommend you always check out the material before we talk about it Yeah. Uh, and Masters of the mini comics uh, thanked us for letting him know about some of these books and he's going to see if he can work those into his shtick, which is uh, putting voice actors and sound effects to the old mini comics. Um, yeah. That's okay. Cool. Uh, I won't give uh, Jason Torrance, Brad Withers, Brick something. Thank you, guys. Some of your stuff is a little spoilery, and I'm not going to discuss it right here. Um, definitely check out episode 98 if you're interested in some spoiler territory stuff. Um J Max, Anru, uh, put your guns on. Thanks you all, you guys, for chiming in. I know I don't always do my best at following through with comments. Um, I do apologize, and that's something I personally am going to work on getting better at. But I did want to throw you guys a shout out that we do see them, we do talk about them, even though it's just me and Sean behind the scenes. So yeah, yeah, I got to get on my toes with that stuff too. I do check the more recent episodes but it's usually within a day or two of us uploading. So yeah. by that point, there might not be comments, and I don't remember to go back and see if there's other ones. So that's that's also on me, and we will do better. Yeah, and a lot of times for me, honestly, it's just the, like, I get the notification, I'm at work, or I'm with the kid, like I'm doing something, and then I just forget to go back. Yeah, so. that's understandable. So let's let's jump back. We're going to jump back in our Wayback Machine. This is episode 100. 
uh, we got to take a look at the road thus far. I should have, I should have had wayward. I, I was I shut I was, up. It was either that, or I was waiting to hear the Back to the Future theme song. One or the other would have suited that really nicely. Because we gotta go back. We gotta go back. To the future, you know, <laughs> just have that moment, and you just hear or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah, I've been watching a lot of Supernatural lately. So as soon as I said it, carry on my wayward son. It just popped <laughs> into my head, and I'm kicking myself now for not having that ready to go. Um, it's okay. We'll do better. There we go. Sammy. That's the, I just slammed my Sammy. door in the door. And I'm, <laughs> Sammy. Fine, Dad. Uh, so the first episode of Legends of Grayskull was uploaded to YouTube on January 9th. 2020 so over three years ago but that's not where our journey began we didn't just wind up on the same skype on january 9th and we're like hey you want to talk about something random stranger (laughs) how are you on my skype Wait, you like He-Man too? This is insane! <laughs> so, Sean, where did our journey begin? Our journey began on the Whispering Woods Facebook group uh, right before the Netflix Shira show was released. As in first season Netflix Shira Or DreamWorks Shira, Whatever one you want to call it. All um, of the above is accurate. Yeah. And uh, I reached out to the moderators on that uh, group because, you know, this was the first in how long since 2000X. So, you know, going on about 20 years, close to 20 years, uh, that they had anything new come out, even associated to He-Man. So I'm like, hey, can I do a contest? I'll I'll do an image of She-Ra on Swift Wind, make it look, you know. As best as I can, pretty much, right up there, yes. And um, and we, it could be like a offering or a contest, and um, it's in honor of the new show, since, you know, hey, this is really cool that they're even acknowledging that She-Ra or He-Man is a thing still. And so they, they agreed, set up the contest. And I still, to this to this day, I still remember that night when the contest started. They said, uh, everybody who wants to enter, comment on this post with, for the honor of Skull." And I I watched that that night, and I'm like, oh, there might be 20 people. That'd be cool. You know, like, I'm, I'm going for, I'm like, even five people would be cool if, if they entered the contest. I checked my, my, uh, my notifications that night. And there were many people. And my screen was just for the honor of Grayskull the whole way down it. And I remember just thinking, you know, like, this is insane. Like, I actually got a little misty-eyed going, wow, this is great. And it just so happened the winner of that contest who said for the honor of Grayskull was the douche right here. (laughs) And if I remember correctly, I think it was even an elimination I don't, don't. I thought it was more. Maybe it was. They, was it one to win? I, I could have sworn it was a you drop off last man standing, but I I, I could be mistaken. 
it could have been a wheel. I, I don't remember that part of it because I wasn't, I wasn't entered into yeah. it, but I think it might've been whoever wanted to be in the contest. You had to save it for the honor of grace. Yeah. They entered you on a wheel because at that time wheels were the big thing with all yep. these groups and whoever won on the wheel is the person that got the, uh, the piece of art. And it just happened that you were the one that won. And what's interesting is I remember that pretty much the same. I always thought that after that, that's what you and me started talking. Mm-hmm. However, I that must have been a situation where I must have just given my details address mm-hmm. to a moderator and they sent it to you mm-hmm. because I actually went back. Oh, geez. On Facebook Messenger. <laughs> and I went all the way back to the beginning. <laughs> Sean's laughing because he knows how long of a journey that was. That That's like 10 seasons of Smallville worth of a journey to get to the beginning of our messages. Because we, uh, we, we message each other, if not daily, every other day, one way or the other, we'll have something to tell each other. <laughs> so well, it's been a while. time we connected on messenger. And I'm not going to be able to read it from here. I'm going to just pull my phone. Me neither. A small screen was February 19th, 2019. Okay. I reached out. Hey, I know I'm getting way ahead of your reviews, but wanted to make sure you knew about the episode 40 comic that was made for the DVD release. Mike Mm. Young Productions had the script done for the next season opener, and it was never produced. Written by Dean Stefan. Have you read it? And I included an image of the captured... Uh, mini-comic that was done for the DVD release of Season 3. Yeah. That was, Sean at the time, on the Lucky Legends Facebook group, was doing episode-by-episode reviews of all of the Mike Young production series beginning to end. Mm Mm-hmm. That was a chore. That was was definitely a chore. (laughs) Especially by myself. There was no one to bounce things back and forth with. It was just, hey, run with it. See what happens. So he replied back that he knew of it but hadn't read it. He does have the DVD set, so if it's on there, he can read it. Um, And I also shared that it was on He-Man.org, which is now a dead link, unfortunately. Maybe it'll be back someday. Um. So yeah, basically, so at that, so when we really connected with Sean doing the reviews and me being the nerdy fact geek that I am, popping in all the time, annoying him with, <laughs> uh, actually, and hey, they meant to do this, or hey, this was supposed to be that. Um, which he did thank me for. He thanked me for being active on the reviews. He appreciated the knowledge drops and comments. I think at that point, he was probably just tolerating. He's like, all right, you pest him. No, the thing is, like, <clears throat> I I got into like uh, Lucky Legends was part of the beginning of me getting into classics, and they were a way of me getting some of those classics figures in the beginning because 
like I, I won Battle Cat through that that group and all that stuff because they would do the weekly uh, waffles, they call them raffles. Yep. And um, so for me, it was like, I was just like, that was, that was my addiction. That was feeding the addiction. I was really into 2000X and I always heard people go, oh, I never bothered with it. Or, oh, you know, I didn't even know it was out there or whatever. So with me discovering that cartoon when it was, I guess it was three years after it ended, and I was watching that so religiously in like 2005, 2006, and I knew about it even then. And then to go, you know, like 10 years later into the future, and here I am on this group interacting with people, I didn't know all the ins and outs. Matt knows more than I do. I just was passionate enough to want to talk about this stuff. And I had been on another group where it was it was called the the Great Unboxing, where I had... I was I was now used to going on lives on Facebook and sharing with people and talking with people and I had enough people on there to go, you know, you're really fun to watch, you know. I I hope you do more more um unboxings and you know, if you do other stuff, let me know. I'd want to I'd want to keep up with you and I'm like really? Like I had no idea that that even was a thing. So for me to go into Lucky Legends and do what I was starting to get my legs a little bit more about what I wanted to do. And with Matt coming in and doing this, I never looked at it as annoying. I, I, I actually was slightly like, shit, here's somebody that knows the stuff. And I'm, I'm Johnny come lately just showing up going, I like things here. I want to tell you about this. And then I don't know any of the trivia behind the scenes. And that's like feeding that. And I'm like, well, shit, you know, like I'm, I'm better with him than I am by myself because obviously he can back up the knowledge part and I'm Mr. Passionate going, I like this, you know, and being that guy. So it helped. So yeah, <laughs> it helped immensely. So on that, so then on April 9th of 2019, my birthday, by the way, I had messaged him after, and we talked between there, but I messaged him, uh, Sean, we've got to get the schedule worked out. I'm Jones in to discuss some Chicote. Plus, you've announced it, so we're official now. Mm-hmm. So what this led up to is uh, this was right around the time that Larry DeTilio passed away, and we had talked about doing a review of House of Shakoti because we had both kind of talked about how it's one of our favorite episodes. That's right, yeah. And then we we discussed it, and we did end up doing that. And uh, in true Legends of Grayskull fashion, there was even a bit of issues the night that they <laughs> that we went live. Excuse me. Because they... Back then, Facebook had just introduced an option for dual lives where you could you could broadcast and you could invite someone to join you. Mm-hmm. Well, I was trying to be professional and like I had my computer set up, webcam and everything else. And we went to go and Sean couldn't invite me in. And we found out that for the dual live, it was only supported off the phone. Yeah. So then I had to switch to my phone and at that time, I had no setup, so I'm I'm sitting there on my couch holding my phone the entire <laughs> night to do this thing, mm-hmm. you know, unprepared. So, and that that led to our first team up, 
Um, and here's a quick shot. <laughs> now oh, and then. Jesus. And so, yeah, so you can, yeah. you're in your basement you're still in front of the other shelves i'm sitting in my chair i'm literally i you can see it i'm leaned forward and i'm holding with one hand because i have no setup i was playing to sit at the table with my laptop and i'm sitting here like this the entire Mm -hmm. night um and that video is still up it is still over you can go to lucky legends search house of shakoti scotty doesn't know reviews um Mm -hmm. And and it is there. <laughs> yeah, that is crazy. And, uh, so so a little behind the scenes trivia. I don't know if we ever said this before on the show or not, but when we first started Legends of Grayskull, what you see in that photo is me standing in my basement. I had no uh, chairs. All of the chairs in the basement are ones that I wouldn't use to sit on because they're from my grandfather, so they're rickety, and there's a pretty good chance that ain't going to hold my butt. Simple as that. Um, And we started Legends of Grayskull with me doing the same thing, and with how verbose I get, and also, you know, the douche definitely adds to the verboseness as well, we could go two hours, sometimes longer, and I'd literally be standing in one place on a concrete basement floor. And by the time I was done, it literally felt like I couldn't move my legs because I'm like trying my best not to, you know, move around a bunch. I move around more on a chair now <laughs> because I'm more confident and, and you know, it's like, it, it is what it is. You're going to be moving. You're going to grab a drink. You're going to whatever, get get more comfortable in the seat or whatever. But back in those days, I was so weird about moving unless I was picking something up to review it. And I think it took us, the, the episode, you, you mentioned this the other day, the episode that broke me was when we first had Yuka on. Yes. Because Yuka, that, was... that episode went the distance. That was at least a three-hour episode. Yeah, it, it was an epic episode. And, and it's we definitely had some pre-game. I remember pre-game yeah. stuff figured out and everything else. Yeah. Like three hours out the door, and but I mean at least four hours production time, at least. It, exactly. And so I, I forget that was within the first year. I want to say. So I was almost about yeah. a year into us doing this podcast with me just standing in front of my toy shelves on this concrete for at least two to three hours each time. And finally that episode, and it's it's not no offense to Yuka. He provided awesome insights. Right. He, he is a great person to have on the show if you really want to dig deep. But me standing there for that long, I remember after that episode, I remember telling that. I need to get a chair. And you go, you're not even sitting for this. I didn't know it. I really, <laughs> the angle never, I did not know that he'd been standing this entire time. I thought he was sitting a stool, something like I, I couldn't even imagine it. <laughs> I, I felt more old after those episodes than anything. Cause I tried to walk up the steps <laughs> to get upstairs and I'm just like, ow, with every step it was amazing so so that was that was on april 14th of 2019 is when we did our house of shakoti review on april 15th i messaged sean holy shit i just looked at the video and the runtime 
is two hours and 16 <laughs> minutes. It does not feel like we talked for that long. It's funny. At that point, we thought that a two-hour show was a long one. <laughs> Welcome to the bar. We just set that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, jumping forward to here. Uh, yeah, you, but you said it was a good time, and people seemed to be responding well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one. No. Sorry, I had a couple extra on my phone. Um, what I didn't even remember is I had messaged you in October then. Grant, we've been, we've been talking throughout there. I don't want people to think like, man, he fucking ghosted Sean for six months after that House of Shakoti review. No, no. Yeah. We, this is just the important points. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, this one just took me by surprise because I did not remember it. I asked if I could jump on when you talked uh, Council of Evil and Last Stand for your 2000X reviews. And, and I even said, like, if you want to keep, don't worry about saying no. If you if you want to keep 2000X your own thing, that's cool. Um, and I looked it up, and I did come on with you for the last stand. Mm-hmm. I do remember that now that you said it, but all of that stuff feels literally like a lifetime ago with everything we've done since then. It's like yeah. I vaguely remember even doing those, but I, I – yeah, like – it made sense. I mean, we, we worked well yeah. the first time. The first one, I remember part of that two hours probably was us just sizing each other up and figuring, like, the, the rhythm and the chemistry and all that. Yeah. And this, the second time, it was more like, well, it made sense. You you offered trivia and the, the you know, behind-the-scenes stuff that I'm not seeing on the screen. I'm just going by the story. So it made sense to have you come in, and it's like, okay, now we kind of know what our – what our roles are to do these things. Exactly. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember it. I went back and I looked and I'm on there and I'm like, okay, but I don't actually remember doing it at all. In my mind, the 2000 X stuff was all you. And I only, I remember doing the, the house of Chicote. That's not mm-hmm. saying it was a bad time, but like you, like we'd done so much at that point. Yeah. Or at this point. Um, and I also talked about, that's when you joined, uh, Cancel the first ones. I checked you out. That's the only reason I ever listened to that was when you were on it. No offense to any of the other people. Just <laughs> it wasn't on my radar. That um, was a hard one to find half the time, too. So I don't blame anybody. If you didn't know about that one, um, that changed hands a couple different times because of you know yep. different ways it worked out. So, yeah, it, that one, I was happy to be on it. But it's like it, it really... It really coalesced with us doing this show for me to do podcasting. And also at that point, you asked me to remind you on how to pronounce my last name. Uh Uh-huh. It begins. It's it's still (laughs) hadn't gotten there. (laughs) And now now poor uh, Jay is the one that I'm like, how the hell do you say your name? I get it wrong every time, no matter what I do. So, yeah. (laughs) It, 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 it It's like, now I figured you out, and then had to go to somebody else. It's like the monkey's paw thing or whatever, you know? It's like, or maybe not monkey's paw, maybe it's something else. I don't know. It's It, it just keeps going. There's somebody else now that I got to figure <laughs> out the secrets of. Exactly. So. Uh, and so after we did Last Stand, we apparently hit a time limit on that one, because Facebook ended up kicking me out. 
and you mm-hmm. had to finish that one on your own. That I remembered after I saw this message. I'm like, I do remember that, like getting booted out and not being able to get back in. Um, and you having to like just, it was the first time one of us had to finish a show without the other, which would happen again. Um, and we, we did say that we needed, this was our first discussion about limiting ourselves. Already, our second team up. And we're talking about, yeah, we should probably try and set a time limit because otherwise we will just talk all day. Um, and that's worked out for us sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this whole thing coalesced on October 15th, 2019. Sean threw out the throwaway line, the way we are, we could do our own podcast at this point. <laughs> LOL. And I'm sure there's people out there going, no, you can't. We're like, yeah, 100 episodes later. Yeah, we can. <laughs> but we did it anyways. And that's what it started anyway. it. The rest of the messages there are us already talking about what we wanted to do, how we wanted to be different. Um, so October 15, 2019 is kind of the birth of this podcast, even though it would take us until January to actually release an episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, you know, and, and now here we are three years after our premiere date, three plus years after, 100 episodes in, and uh, we're rolling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. let's, do, let's do a, a quick by the numbers. I know I'm boring, Sean, but I like I like my dive backs. I like my numbers. I like my statistics. So uh, our first episode was on January 9th, 2020. In the 100 episodes, now granted, remember, some episodes don't, we don't actually necessarily review something. So just going by reviews in 100 episodes, uh, these numbers are not going to add up to 100 was my point there. We have reviewed 14 episodes of Filmation, six episodes of Mike Young Productions, uh, three vintage comic books, two mini comics, uh, three books, whether they be kid stuff or golden, Uh, We've had three episodes dedicated to CGI. Uh, We've had 11 reviewing Revelation. We've had eight episodes reviewing Modern Comics, which I count as anything after we started the show, so from 2020 on. Uh, We've done one UK magazine, one uh, 2000X MV Creations comic, one record, we've done the Power Tour, and we've done one episode on Eternity War era comics, and we've done two episodes on unpublished material. The Whitman origin, and then actually the one episode that Sean was not on, because he has only been on 99 episodes. Uh, I did one with Danielle Galerta when Sean was unavailable to go, and we did uh, the unpublished uh, well, that's not unpublished. I take that back. It was Brazilian only. I need to change that. So we've done one unpublished, and we've done one Brazilian comic. She had translated it. That's what it was. I don't mm-hmm. know why in my mind when I was going through, um, I put that in, under unpublished. It was just never. It was never released in English. 
So she she translated everything. So not bad, not bad. So not bad. Oh. the the one like um, when you start a podcast, and especially the kind of show that we try to do in the last, I mean, hell, the last year or two, actually, we've been pulled off of that. We, we've been pulled off of those train tracks how many times because new stuff is constantly being thrown at us lately, which when we started this, that was not the case. And we were excited to just deep dive into the old. Right. It makes you go like, well, we still got plenty to mine from. Like, yep. there's no there's no end in sight to the old stuff that we can go back to and the vintage stuff we can go back to. But we still have the new stuff in front of us with Revolution, at least, and whatever comics might be coming out and hopefully yeah. more CGI. Yeah, so, yeah and that's the thing. Yeah. That's what, you know, that was our plan. We were mm-hmm. going to go through all the vintage material and everything. Yeah. So out of those categories, like... To me, the mix seems pretty accurate. Like, you know, considering there's 130 episodes of Filmation, you know, 39 of Mike Young. Like, you know, and obviously we had to cover the new stuff. Like you said, we've had a bunch of episodes that were just toy talk or just, you know, trailer drops or, you know. Yeah. And you got to cover the new stuff coming out. Sure. So I think it's a pretty good mix there. But if you had to pick one of those categories... That you're like, we need, we need to focus on those. Like, we need to get those numbers up. What do you think it would be? Either Golden Book or Mini Comics at this point. And that's that's something that I've been thinking about in the last few months. Even like, um, Golden Book in particular. Like Mini Comics, I still want to go back to those because those those are definitely like very core to me loving the line when I was a kid. But the golden books were really fun because they're telling stories Filmation never did, and some of the you know they're yeah. they're giving you a bigger breadth and width of what you could do with the line, telling some of those stories, and that for me is like I remember we did um, the the one with the mirrors, and we did the one um, about the uh, clock. I can't remember the names for the life of me right now because I wasn't ready for that. But I think those were the two time, that we did. And time trouble was the clock, trouble, and then yeah. uh, magic mirrors. Magic mirrors, and there's still a ton from like the or no, we also did one of the really older ones too. We did the one where Stratus and He Man went into Grayskull after Skeletor. That was well, like we, one of the very we first remastered ones. the trap. Oh, we remastered the trap. All right, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's right, that's right. So, but that that is one where I'm like, yeah, I, I would love to see that. Plus, we when we do, when you do the intro, I shouldn't say when we do, when you do the intro, we bring up Lady Bird in the UK, and we yeah. barely ever got into those to the extent of anything else. We, no, we, we, had, we had plans to do a Lady Bird, but it got... Yeah. It got derailed i guess actually it's funny you bring it up because i i'm sure we have listeners right now the the two people that have actually listened to every episode going you guys didn't review the magic mirrors well we did it is one of three lost episodes oh (laughs) i forgot about there are three episodes (laughs) that were not that were just too bad to release <laughs> and yeah. not the good not the too bad from skeletor's warriors like yeah. 
for whatever reason, production uh, issues, yeah. whatever, we could not release those. So, and I was going to ask Sean if he remembered what the three episodes were. So, well, Magic I remember Mirror, that. Magic Mirrors. We did. Didn't we do like a first episode that ended up we couldn't have done it? We did a second first episode, or am I completely off on that? You are absolutely correct. We were originally going to start our show with uh, the new beginning from New Adventures. Uh huh. And that one did not record properly. Mm hmm. Uh, that was what started my lifelong fear of echo issues <laughs> and learning about headphones and yeah. lots of other things that you need to have set properly. Because um, we'd never done anything before. We, I mean, we had done Facebook Lives, which pretty much walks you through. It's normally by yourself because even throughout its history, Facebook has taken away and given back that dual live because it can cause issues. Yeah. Um, and so this was us learning how to do this from the ground up. We didn't even have the, you know, there's even programs out there now that walk you through it. Like none of those were even an option at that point. Yeah. Um, we had to figure it all out. So, yep. So the, the magic mirrors, the n- new adventures, uh, it was, it was the comic, the beginning. Yeah. We did, we did our animated new beginning episode. For new adventures um and then the third one i really thought this is the one that you would that you would remember Try you want to... another minute or are you good that like i don't know if this counts because this was not legends of grayskull complete i mean it was a legends of grayskull presents but the first off world we ever did i did not count that because i released so... it we released it we did release it, but then I, if I remember right, you've taken it down because we both have agreed that the sound quality on that one was completely horrible, but we at least wanted to get that ball yep. rolling with that episode. So I don't remember the third one then. Uh, it was our first episode with the podcast oh, oh, of the oh, Universe. That's right. That's right. Because I, I did a whole... I, I was so eloquent, and they almost started crying. Steve actually wanted to cry when I was telling them about my story on how I met them, learned about their show, and then when we had them on the next time, I'm like, I'm not telling you that again. We already had that moment, and the moment's gone. Yeah, <laughs> and that's it. So we did, that. and we ended up re-recording an episode with Jeremy and Steve. We did completely yeah. different topics. It's a completely different episode because we knew we could not get that magic back. Like, if we... Yeah. And that's what we've done every time. We never went back and redid Magic Mirrors. We Or, yeah, you know, because we can't just... We talked about right from that first one. We're like, okay, that didn't work out. If we go back, it's just going to feel forced, scripted, whatever. Yeah. Like it's going to lose something. Yeah, you're just going to be trying to recreate those moments. And so we have made it since then that we will not immediately go back and redo it. So, mm-hmm. yep. So the episode that came out with them is completely different from the first episode. Um. Uh, we currently, oh, and to answer my own question, actually, I thought you were just going to say mini comics. That was my guess for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mine is obviously the the golden books and the kids stuff and all of that. Like that mm-hmm. is that is something that has 
because that was always available. Like I had limited TV time, limited episodes growing up. You know, we didn't have cable, so I didn't get USA Network where it was, you know, re-ran, you know, until the early 90s. So, like, I had what I had on video, and that was basically it. But And even then, like, you know, we had one TV or two TVs in the house, depending on the time when I was growing up. Like, you didn't always get the TV. So, mm-hmm. like, the, the books for me were such a huge foundation of my childhood um, growing up because I could always pull them out. I could yeah. always have that adventure, um, and I would go back and reread those constantly. So... Um, and then we also have currently four blocked episodes that YouTube will not allow us to show. And basically that is any episode where we show any snippet of Mike Young Productions. Mattel mm-hmm. has put a hard ban that nobody is allowed to show those. Um, and I speculate at the time that that ban came down that they were going to start doing something. And lo and behold, about four or five months later... They started releasing weekly on their mm-hmm. YouTube channel, uh, episode by episode of the Mike Young series. So yeah. uh, I do have to do something with those to try and get them back up there. But It's still nice to be noticed. Like, that was one of the very first, wow, <laughs> we got hit with what? Like, we're like these two guys that record in our basements. This is crazy. <laughs> well, that's so, now Universal, yeah. who owns the Filmation Library... They will throw copyright claims, but those don't affect visibility for us. Mm-hmm. So all of our filmation clip shows have copyright claims, which is fine. It's their copyright. And that's all it's mm-hmm. saying. They're just saying, hey, you have our material in this episode. Great. Yep. Have at it. We make yeah. nothing off this show. We do it mm-hmm. for the love of the brand and the joy of each other's company. So, mm-hmm. And that's fine. Because I... It is yours. You own mm-hmm. the rights to it. I'm, you know, not going to claim that I created Filmation or anything. It's for um, review purposes. It's just right. that simple. Like, we're not, yeah, there's no ownership for us. No way. Uh, a couple other quick points. Right now, in the lead, actually only by one episode, unless I miscounted, uh, Matthew Rodriguez is our most frequent guest host on the show. He's also got, I should put it at the top, but he also has a Kickstarter going on right now for his Defenders of Eden Armies of Ashmore toys over on Kickstarter. Um, we'll take a look at that probably towards the end of the episode. Stay tuned, guys. We'll check in on how that's going. Um, and more numbers to bore Sean with. On YouTube, our channel has gotten... 99,348 views in its lifetime. Uh, People have watched us for a total of 20.5 thousand hours. (laughs) And we're currently sitting at 967 subscribers because we can never make it over that threshold. Uh, our number one video in the or episode in its lifetime is episode fifty six, Kevin Smith's Revelation. Mm. Uh, that is the one where we we showcased uh, uh, when Kevin released the music 
It was yeah. just it was that video with just him and the uh, him listening to the the Bear McCreary soundtrack. Bear McCreary. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and uh, I still say that one's my beautiful cover photo of that makes it look like Kevin is actually joining us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number two episode of all time is episode 86, Sean's Excellent Adventure, where you recap your intern for a day uh, adventure. Very cool. Uh, number three is episode 69, the Revelation prequel comic number one. Mm. Uh, episode, or sorry. Number four is episode 45, uh, where we discuss the Origins Castle Grayskull. And I think that might have also been a Matt Rod. Was that a Matt Rod? I feel like somebody was on with us for that one. I I feel like it either if it wasn't him, maybe it would be Yuka. No, nope, it was just us. We t- I know we talked about Castle Grayskull with somebody else at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we just uh, we also talked about the Snake Mountain from Super Seven was shipping around that time. So, uh, and then to round out the top five is episode sixty-seven, which was the Revelation teaser trailer. We actually watched that live for the show for the first time. Either of us. Mm. And our, I think we had uh, our top countries on YouTube are the United States, obviously, followed by Brazil, India, the United Kingdom, and the Philippines. That's crazy. Every time, like you've done that before, every time I think of anybody from another country wanting to listen to me talk about anything, it blows my mind. So thank you. Thank you for all of those viewers and listeners from the various countries that want to hear us talk shop because that's still amazing to me. And my last stats I wanted to show out throughout because the audio is still a huge part of this podcast. Uh, I do want to talk about our audio numbers, which do vary from our, our YouTube. So, And that's the only way I listen to podcasts. So guys, if I don't listen to your show, watch your show. It's because you don't release an audio version. And I know that's hypocritical because I'm not releasing Offworld as an audio, but whatever. It's who I am. Um, <laughs> so for the audio side, uh, we have 14,000 all-time downloads. Our top countries are the United States, the United Kingdom, Canada, Germany, and Singapore. So, uh, some different countries listen. So, I think there's some countries that don't have the YouTube, maybe. Or, you know, maybe we're blocked in certain countries on YouTube. I've heard of that happening before. Hmm. Our top download sources. Uh, We've got the... uh, I might have top five. Let me scroll down. Okay. So, our... I'm going to go the opposite way. I'm going to go from the bottom up here just because it's fun. Uh, so number five for top download sources is iTunes. Number four is Podbean. Highly recommend that app. It's what I use. Uh, number three is Google Podcasts. Number two is Spotify. 
And Sean, can you guess the number one download source for Legends of Grayskull podcast? Apple Podcasts. <laughs> that was so easy based on just how resigned you sound. <laughs> and I love, to this day, I love the first time where I was like, what do you have against Apple? Like, they know what they did, and that's all I got out of Matt. So to this day, I don't know what they did, but they did it, apparently. And you know, they know what they, they did. did. <laughs> when I first started, yes, it is an Apple podcast by my good margin, unfortunately. Um, but when we first started the podcast, and I think if I go back, it's even got a different date. Oh, that's why you hate them then. Okay, that makes more sense. It took us forever to actually get... I started the the audio podcast. It worked fine on all device, or all apps at that time, except for Apple Podcasts. And yes, That's so right. January 9th, 2020 was when I uploaded the first episode, but it wasn't until January 13th that I was able to get the audio going. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, of Apple and because they can't just like the same format that everybody else uses it. <laughs> and I had to go through all these extra steps to make it acceptable. And the worst part is, is that the show was showing on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. But when you went to play it, it just wouldn't play. Yep. I remember. But I could now. play it on my app and other apps. So. I, I I completely forgot about that because it has been three years. Yep. And and you've had no problems with it once you figured that part out. Yep. But uh, and and I'll I'll say it here. You know, Matt is the guy who has been figuring all of these ins and outs out for us to get this far. So obviously, you know, the credit goes completely to him. I just show up and I hope that I shave that day and look pretty. So <laughs> you know, he's. He's definitely, I mean, you want to talk about the backbone. He's the heart and the backbone of this show, and I just show up as a mouth, and I just do my thing. So um, so thanks for that. For three years now and 100 episodes. I can't, I just, I do what I can. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't think to pull a picture from our first episode. My. The, the look on my face getting slowly... Changed from excited to holy crap, my thighs are cramping. I need to sit down. Yes. <laughs> I'd never, I'd never oh felt that kind of pain in the front of my legs in my life until I did a two hour podcast down here like that. What the hell? So, yeah, that nah, look at that. <laughs> I look skinnier. That's a good thing. Uh, I think, I think part of that's our uh. I hadn't gotten the formatting down right. Because that was back... Mm. I mean, you can see it. You had the literal Skype S in your corner. Like, I was literally pulling the sources and, like, mm. resizing them in the window. That's when I was still obsessed with doing full screen. Even though, obviously, this setup is how you need to go with a background and some yeah. negative space in there. Yeah. You know? Um, but this... Because I, I have not been that skinny. That hutch is not that skinny. So there's a little, I use the side instead yeah. of the corner. Yeah, no, I, I get it. But the, the format that we have now was not, like you said, it was not even available when we started this, at least to yeah. my knowledge. 
So in the last three years, it's yeah. been easier for people to do what we're doing. Back then, it was the Wild West. Yeah. <laughs> and we just made it well, worse even, somehow. Eventually, we switched to that where I had a background. We weren't quite yeah. full screen. You know, it, just, it was that learning process and learning how to set everything up. Um, I like that I, I, I stuck your She-Ra over in the background there. Yeah. I, it, it wasn't framed yet. It wasn't on the wall because I'm... I used to do it in my living room at the old house yeah. or a dining room. Uh, sorry. And uh, God, that was my old laptop. And that look at how bad that webcam was. My God. You look kind of like you're underwater. It, it's yeah. It's like a haze like you're, I'm looking into a goldfish bowl or something. Yeah. Oh. And here we are. Now we're here in full high def, <laughs> widescreen format. Why, God, why? <laughs> anyway <laughs> so sean looking back on 100 episodes what was your favorite moment on the show <sighs> so i have thought about it and i think probably the episode that really worked for me the best it was it was one of the most fun ones that i can remember was uh, the Revelation Eve one we did. That because was... you you didn't let me know what was going to happen exactly that night. And so we had, like, Skelevator showed up. Yep. And then Daniel Galerter showed up. And yep. then at the very end, the guy that you completely threw a curveball with, me at least, by yep. having him on, Jesse is Arnold. the great... Well, Jesse as well, yes. But oh. the great Nate Barch... Yes. Came on and I was I was like tongue tied because here I was getting to finally meet Nate Barch, not in obviously not in <laughs> real life yet, but here I was on the show getting to actually talk to him. And I'm just sitting there going, You completely surprised the crap out of me by having him on. I had no idea you reached out to him. So that was and the fact I the the best part too was he didn't shut off his uh his stuff right after the show ended. No. So we got to hang out with him for maybe 20 to 30 minutes afterwards. And he was even talking some stuff that he wasn't allowed to talk about just with us. And I'm <laughs> like, oh my God, this is awesome. You know, so that one still has a really cool place in my heart because of how it was like a reunion episode, but also we brought in new people that we never even gotten to talk to yet. And it was really fun. Agreed. That was a great episode. Um, I'll give honorable mention to any episode that has a guest host on it, just because that has been a great part of connecting with the community, talking to people that I never thought I'd have a chance to talk one-on-one -on -one with. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, my favorite was, and I should have pulled up the episode number, but our quest for the sword review Number one, because uh, it's a favorite episode of mine from childhood. Uh, mm -hmm. But that's the one where I, you know, we've always kind of tried to find our review format. And that's the one where, you know, we reviewed and I pulled clips from the show to intersperse in there. And just mm -hmm. for me personally, how it wound up, you know, I, I really, I, I felt proud of it, you know. It took a lot of time, but I'm really proud of how that came together 
with the, the clips and the interspersing and our review and everything else. So mm-hmm. I guess, as you said, from the beginning, I've kind of been the one recording. So from a technical standpoint, that one really stands out to me uh, just for what I was able to accomplish there. And I, you know, hopefully in the future here, we'll get to be doing more of those. Um, they're intensive, but I think that end product is well worth it. Sure. Absolutely. Um, so if you had to sit here now and somebody's just jumping on, they're like, huh, what's this Legends of Grayskull? Let's uh, check this out. Okay. What episode would you send them to? I, I would... All right, so we just recently did the remastering of the Beastly Sideshow. That might be one that I would send them to because I I personally did not know if that was a a fan-loved episode or not. Personally, for me, it was not, and therefore it was fun to look at it from a well how how does this work or whatever to or to make me interested in it to make it work or whatever. And for me, I would maybe go, okay, this is something we bring to the table doing our show that it's not just a review. We look at the show and what's the spirit of the episode and how do you make that spirit stronger by us kicking around ideas in order to make a story that might need help better. Or if it's even like a love, like it is maybe looking at it from a different perspective. So you can go, Hey, that's actually a really cool version of it too. And even remastering the moral at the end of the episode, because I know when uh, Simba's guard mentioned that, I was kind of proud of that myself. Like, hey, we actually, we went the whole way through. It wasn't just, here's the episode, but the moral's the same. So I might point them in that direction uh, for the fact that I feel like that was one of the first episodes Mm -hmm. in a while where we were able to get back to something that was our typical format compared to the new stuff we've been doing for how long. I can agree with that. That was, that was definitely a fun one. It got great feedback and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I can definitely, I can definitely uh, agree with that. What about you? Um, I would have to, I would have to point them to, I, my initial answer was the Whitman origin. And I'm going to, okay. again, honorable mention, but I did just bring that up uh, last episode. So I felt I should do a, another one, but that's definitely, that Women Origins definitely a good one if you guys still haven't uh, looked at that. Um, but other than that, I want to say uh, episode number 58, and that's, that is a Matthew Rodriguez guest episode, mm-hmm. and that is when we kind of remastered the 87 movie when he tasked us with coming up with a B-plot to yeah. flesh out the Eternia side of the movie. Um, because as we all know, the movie was going to take place more on Eternia, but budgets everything else. Yep. So, yes, that was that was a fun one. That's another one, I think, between the three of us. It's funny that we both went remaster heavy episodes. <laughs> and I think that's one of our, our strengths, is that we can sit there and kind of snowball off each other that yeah. ideas and flesh them out and it's a lot of fun so that's that's my answer well that's the the funny thing is for for you and me being who we are even personally if if somebody grabbed my phone and went back through all of the messages that we have 
we do that just for fun talking right. about randomly whatever so the fact that that's now something that's a part of the show and it's something that is getting good feedback from people we're not just coming and going we can do it better it's more well let's take a look at this and what works and what doesn't in that way it's not like us you know saying hey we we can do better than the people that were hired at filmation or mike young or whatever but it is really fun to just throw stuff against the wall and make something out of it that might make you look at it from a different perspective and go that that's actually really cool. And that works in its own way, just like the original might've or if the original didn't, there you go. So absolutely agreed. Oh, it's definitely been a fun ride. Let's <laughs> go over to the groups here. Cause I did throw out, excuse me. I did throw out a couple posts. So let's see what we got here. And I am turning off the comments. If you didn't get them in, too late. All right. Uh, over in the regular Legends of Grace Gold podcast group, uh, we did get a congrats, guys, from John Caulfield, uh, Jay Gravate. Love you, Jay. <laughs> Said, woot, congrats, you two. And Skelly Vader asked, when's the cutoff? Did I miss it? <laughs> uh, now you have, Skelly, unless you're in the <laughs> other group. Come over to the Legendati group here. Also turning off comments. Thanks, everybody who jumped in. I saw one that is a definite question for us, so I screenshotted okay. that one. But... Uh, also, real quick, um, since you brought up John Caulfield, I just wanted to say Euro Legion's podcast. Check them out. It's um, uh, Malcolm, it's Richard, and John. They they go on there every week, every Friday. There's usually a new episode out. They're up with the episode like seven or eight now, and uh, it's a it's a real fun listen. It's it's one of those smooth listens. Uh, I think Curtis said. Get get a get a glass of scotch, kick it back in your man cave, and just listen to those European accents go crazy talking about passionately about right. Mythic Legions. So yeah, if you like Mythic Legions, they are definitely worth a listen. All right, starting off the post in the Legendati group, we do have Manny Gonzalez, longtime listener. Thank you, Manny. He says, Thanks for the show. I hope that I get to watch more soon. The remastering I miss, as well as classic He-Man, She-Ra, and even 2000 series discussions. Uh, we agree, Manny, and uh, definitely on our list to get back to the basics. Uh, Jacob Hicks, welcome, sir. He says, congrats, found this show in 2020 after I started into Origins. Been away from Mo2 since 2000X ended. Been enjoyable finding other adults and fathers with similar interests. Can I get a late cake shout-out? Turned 40 on the 30th. Uh, happy birthday, Jacob. Sorry I missed it. Happy I birthday. A great day. And uh, as someone who's approaching the big 4-0 sooner rather than later, uh, I'll be with you shortly. <laughs> One of us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys are so old. Mm-hmm. Uh, J.P. Casto. That's I haven't heard in a while. Uh, congratulations on 100 episodes. Love the podcast. Keep up the great work, guys. 
Thank you, JP. Always a pleasure. Anthony House Teal, 100. Yes, it's good <laughs> enough to start listening since it's good. Looks like it's got legs. Yes, Anthony. It is time to start listening. And we gave you some great recommendations as well a minute ago. So, uh, Skelly Vader yesterday said, Do I still have time to call in? <laughs> There was still time yesterday. Hopefully we'll hear you in the voicemails. Uh, uh, Jay Gravatete <laughs> says, congrats on finally hitting 100. Now, Matthew Duke and Sean Scavarna, you two have been chosen to come up with the story ideas for the unmade Masters of the Universe movie sequel. What you got for us and how can you fix the first film's mistakes? Mm-hmm. Okay. <sighs> Sequel idea. Well, I'm, I'm going to cheat a little bit. As in, I know that there was a sequel, pitched at least. Yeah. And that it, it inevitably made it uh, onto screens as John Claude Van Damme's The Cyborg. Yeah. In which I have not seen the cyborg, but just going from the title, I'm going to say that the sequel would have involved Faker. And so it's Skeletor. So Skeletor, you know, is deceased after the first film. We know he pops up at the end. So it's him from the shadows unleashing the Faker robot to convince the people of Eternia that He-Man has now gone evil. And so now He-Man must prove his innocence. Um, so we stay on Eternia. And don't remember, I love the first film. Uh, but And I don't feel it has as many mistakes as the first, as a lot of people. But, you know, obviously we need to stay on Eternia for this time. And basically, uh, I mean, as in my mind, I don't have everything fleshed out, but it's basically going to be a whodunit with He-Man, Tila, and Man-at-Arms trying to prove He-Man's innocence. Um, and I would bring in Adam as well. And so that gives, you know, a little leeway. And there may even be a point in the movie where he has to stay Adam because He-Man is so wanted for all the horrible stuff that Faker's doing. Um, and ultimately they expose that it is Skeletor and we get another classic showdown with Skeletor towards the end there. Um and it's funny he mentions this because in our remastering with Matt Rodriguez, I threw out there how I felt that Adam could still exist in this world. And I even threw something into that remastering uh, to account for that. So that's kind of my, my, my basic idea. Stay on Eternia, have Faker, um, just a nice whodunit core cast, and uh, maybe they have enough budget in the sequel to throw a battle cat in there. Nice. Um, I I guess I'm thinking about it from the, what the first movie did, and there's a part of me that I I'm kind of with Matt on this one because even if I'm a mini comic fan, you got to give the fans what they want, and the fans typically want Adam to turn into He-Man. They'd love Cringer to be Battle Cat and all that kind of stuff, and I think it would have been interesting to have a fallout 
from the first movie of how long He-Man had to be He-Man in that. And it's almost the Eternity War problem where he he didn't relinquish the power even when he didn't have the sword and all that stuff. He still had to stay yeah. He-Man and all that stuff. And I almost like the idea of examining the the fact that Adam doesn't want to be Adam anymore almost you know it's like he he's now like well I'm scared that that's going to happen they they broke into Grayskull using the key you know it's like I got to be on my game more and all this stuff so the the sequel that the way that I'm looking at it is then it would be Man at Arms and Tila seeing Adam reacting that way and him not giving up the power and having them go we need others to help so they, instead of whatever the attorney and guard were in the first movie that ended up getting overtaken, that's where you start bringing in Manny Faces, Ram Man, Fisto, and, and all these other characters that weren't in the first movie. And that's how they're bolstering their ranks, where there's these specific individuals who can pick up as a unified team and maybe fight the fights that only He-Man could if they're working together. And then on, on the other side of that, I kind of dig the idea of what you're saying about the faker idea. So if He-Man, if Adam doesn't want to be Adam and he keeps feeling he has to be He-Man, then Skeletor needles in on that using the faker idea. Because the the one thing that the, uh, the mini comics have done recently is they've shown there's a battalion of fakers. So instead of him having those Darth Vader-looking soldiers... And yeah. the stormtrooper-looking soldiers. Now it's a battalion of He-Man uh, clones that he's, you know, like robotic clones and all that stuff. And so that way, it's needling into He-Man is wrong, He-Man is evil, he's gone nuts or whatever. And this now unified group of masters are now having to go up against this larger force in that way. And everybody stays on Eternia. And it, honestly, I think the way that they would figure that out at the end is. He-Man comes riding in on Battle Cat. And we all get to see the freaking epic moment finally of He-Man live action riding Battle Cat into battle and everybody losing their freaking minds finally because that would have been an amazing moment to see on the big screen when I was a kid watching that movie. I agree. I agree. Very cool ideas. I'd, I'd watch either of those. Both of them. Merge them. Uh, thank you, sir, for the great question. All right, guys, let's go ahead and take it over to the hotline. Hotline, hotline. Legends of Grace has got a hotline. You can call us at 219-767-6011. Leave a voicemail. That's all you're going to get. No one's going to answer. It's going to be a voicemail. Um, And, yeah, we'll be able to play it on future shows. So, again, for our audio listeners, that number is 219 Seven six seven six zero one one. Let's go to the voicemails. Our first caller. Uh, this is Curtis Ackerman, aka the Inevitable. I uh, just want to wish you guys a great, happy hundredth episode. Um, huge accomplishment. Um, so just. Uh, couldn't be more proud of you guys. As far as my favorite episode or moment in the show, I think it would be the episode where Steven won the auction for the Wonder Bread He-Man. Um, it was just a really good episode where you know, we've been following throughout as, 
as Steven's making bids and he's getting outbid. And then <laughs> finally, at the end of the day, he, what, he, that was, oh, I'm sorry. That was, uh, that was podcast of the universe. Um, I don't know that I've ever seen your show, but, uh, still congratulations on a hundred episodes. Um, keep it up. Nice work. I'll, I'm sure I'll catch it one day. <laughs> Thank you, Curtis Ackerman. <laughs> or absolutely nothing. Which is what we come to expect from you. Uh, I, I was wondering going into that one, like, he's first. This ought to be interesting. <laughs> uh, let's go to our next caller, and hopefully it's better. <laughs> I know it's embarrassing. I know. No, I thought it was it, it was the podcast of the universe. I forgot that that was. Yeah, I, I never really watched that show, but I know. I Curtis, check your pocket. I, I mean, they made it to 100. Somebody's listening. I don't. It's not really a requirement. Somebody's listening. Uh, hey, sorry, that was a butt dial. Uh, Curtis Ackerman again. Um, once again, just uh, great job. So so proud of you guys. All right, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> There's tears in my eyes right now. <laughs> oh, Curtis. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> I have your phone number now. <laughs> uh, all right, next caller. Come on, it's, there's got to be something uh, better than Curtis. Hi, I'd like to order a large pizza, half pepperoni, <laughs> half mushroom. And I'll get two cheesesteaks with onions and whiz. And order a mozzarella sticks and a chicken finger platter. Thanks. No, sir, this is not a pizza. <laughs> I go for some pizza now. I'm getting kind of yeah. Hungry. No kidding. <laughs> Take a chicken finger platter. <laughs> we can keep going. Uh, I, I think we need to at this point. We've already dipped our toe in this water. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Next caller. You're on layer with Legends of Grey Skull. Yes, Legends of Grey Skull. Hello, Legends of Grey Skull podcast. Know who they're calling? How are you today? Fine, and you? Congratulations on your 100 episodes of being a podcast. Um, you will soon pass all of the episodes that the podcasters of the universe have made, and arguably yours are better. I hope you have a wonderful time with your show. Okay. Po two sucks. Bye. <laughs> oh, and thank you, Jeremy Dewitt, for that wonderful <laughs> Um And I'll disagree. Po two does not suck. No, it doesn't. I, I don't think you can even compare our two shows. They both have their <laughs> own time and place. So Very we wish true. you guys all the success as well, and thank you for the voicemail. It was the best one so far. Yeah, they knew who they were calling at least. Uh, all right. Next up, mm. let's see who it could be. 
Hey guys, it's Curtis again. Uh, <laughs> just wanted to call and say I've got a screen. Um, congratulations <laughs> on a hundred. Uh, in all seriousness, love both of you guys. You're amazing dudes. Um, great content. Uh, love the Motu vibe that you guys create. Very um, happy go lucky, uh, but at the same time, you guys are not afraid to critique uh, the brands. Um, that bring us the Motu. So appreciate that and uh, just keep doing what you're doing and I'll see you on the off world. Have a good <laughs> one, guys. Thank you, Curtis. That, that's, as, you. that's as close to genuine as I've ever heard the man. It's amazing. They yep. yep. <laughs> still had to get a plug in for his show. Well, it's inevitable in that way. So, yeah. Uh, and we've actually got a late one here. This one just came in. So uh, let's see what happens here. It's probably Curtis. <laughs> Hello, the Dooch and Mr. Sean Skavarna. Um, Matt and Sean, this is Skelevator. Um, he I'm made pronouncing it. it the Dooch way. It's Skelevator. Um, just calling to say... One happy 100th episode. This has been a long time coming. Um, yes. Technically, you guys have already reached the oh. 100th episode. You know, with all the the 99.9999. It was 99 and then 100 episodes. Um, uh, but this is a, this is a big deal. I need to take a moment to let you guys know that in so many ways, uh, you are the reasons why. I am so involved in the Motu community and the Masters of the Universe community in such a way that, uh, uh, that, uh, all right, let me start over. I, uh, let me, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, there's, there's all kinds of machinery going on over here. Um, I just want to say, listen, I wouldn't be involved in the community if I didn't see an example that you guys set. Uh, I started listening to you guys when I first started collecting seriously again, when I first started dreaming up my, my, uh, my diorama, my model builds. Um, you guys were right there with me, even though we hadn't started dialoguing yet. Um, but you guys are, uh, are huge inspiration for me and for so many others. Then I, then I entered the community through Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff. And, realize that there are a lot more of you guys out there. In fact, uh, there are so many awesome people that, uh, re that resemble you guys, um, and, uh, and in, in being so welcoming, uh, to other geeks like us. But listen, um, uh, you guys are amazing. Uh, Toy Frenzy didn't mean to steal Sean. We're just borrowing him. <laughs> well, we kind of. We just need him, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, and uh, we, uh, you know, Skelevator loves you guys, loves the Legends of Grayskull podcast. Congratulations on the 100th episode. May there be many hundreds more because there, not a morning goes by where I'm not checking my phone for a new episode. So love you guys. You're the best. And thank you for all the joy. All right. Congrats. Bye. Thank you, sir. Thank you for the kind, kind words. And, wow. you know, that's 
you know, we appreciate you. We love everything you're doing at Toy Frenzy. We know Sean steps out all the time. It's just in his nature. Um, and no hard feelings there because I know he's always going to be there whenever I call him. So, mm-hmm. but you know, yeah, he's, uh, you know, you could, you could kind of say though, he, he brought it up. Like we, we are the parents to toy frenzy. Like, we gave birth <laughs> to my, I don't want to know who's the mom and who's the dad of this kid, <laughs> but, but it it is it is nice. Yeah, I mean he's he said it to me uh, personally, and and just hearing it that way, yeah, it's like it's really cool that you know our what we are doing inspired him to do what he's doing, and that's I mean you know like for for us, uh, I, I'd be lying if I didn't say uh, or if I did say that that podcasters of the universe didn't have at least an influence on me going, I'd like to talk shop too, you know, like, it, but we do our own thing. They do their thing and all that stuff. And toy frenzy is its own thing. But, uh, no, thank you so much for all those kind words after the laugh riot. That was Curtis Ackerman taking so many calls. On that. <laughs> I got a feel, I got a feeling the pizzas of, uh, doing of Curtis as well. So I guess thank, thank you, you all. Jeremy as well. Sorry, but Jeremy, yeah, Jeremy. Thank yes, you everyone for who wrote in, uh, it means a lot to us. Uh, thank you all, mm. and you know, and you know, he brought up another point there, and it's something that I still struggle with: is the fact that we are a part of these people's lives without us even knowing. Like, I mean, yeah. we, we did the numbers there. Grand, we get great feedback between here and the lives and the legendati. But even that, just a small slice of our viewership. I mean, how many podcasts do I listen to that I have no interaction with, no, yep. you know, anything? But you're a part of their lives, and it's really cool uh, getting out, getting to meet some of these people. You know, I met, I met Ron in California. I've met David Clark, Jay Mack. We just met uh, at MesquiteCon. Obviously, Jeremy, Steve, uh, Matt Rodriguez, all that. Like just getting to know this community is amazing and i'm just i'm glad to that we're a small corner of it and that we're contributing in our own way in a positive fashion absolutely i couldn't have said it better so i'm just gonna leave it at that thank you that was great (laughs) so two things bookkeeping before we wrap episode 100 part one the look back um, I don't think you ever finished your USPS tracking nightmare on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so basically, I, I I left it off that it returned to sender, if I mm-hmm. remember correctly. So, yeah, it went all the way back within literally twelve <clears throat> hours. It was back up in Connecticut. And that's where we left it the last time. So I, I reached out the person who, uh, who sent it to me. He actually put it back in the mail again. And I was lucky enough to also get that package the same day I got my All-Stars 5 Plus uh, package from the Horseman as well. So, and... I, I actually got a big apology from the, the male woman who 
delivered it that day and she knew my story. I, I actually talked to her over a weekend when all this was going on. Okay. She apologized from the post office. She told me what she knew what happened. And she she said, you know, like it was basically sitting in the post office for 10 days. And after 10 days, they return it to sender. And I'm like, how about the 11th day? You just give me a call. I would have been amazing instead of having all that <laughs> crap happen. But yeah, so it did show up and um, I ended up with some cool pieces that I needed. Uh, scapular for Mythic Legions. Uh, I got a I ended up with one where he didn't have all the accessories. Now I have a whole complete scapular, which makes nice. me really happy because he is one of the first wave figures and he's a higher dollar figure at this point. So it all worked out in the end. Plus I got the all-star five deal, so I can't complain. So Very happy nice. ending there. And then what's the, the second it, one? I like how I he can say that's a happy ending there all succinctly now. But if you were talking to him throughout yeah. that two, three week period, it was yeah. far from happy. I, I have never been on pins and needles so much waiting for something. And it like, it wasn't so it was number one. It was the, the amount of money involved because yeah. it wasn't just like, Oh, here's a $20 figure because this is a figure and the accessories were things that if they were lost completely, there's no way I'd be able to just call up the horseman and get a new one or something or call up Big Bad Toy Store or whoever. It being over eBay and back and forth with a seller is a whole different thing. And on top of that, it, it was literally the... I, I could not believe how in literally the day I find out there's something movement on this, then suddenly it goes back to, yeah, I was livid that whole time. Thankfully we're like a month removed from when that was. <laughs> so I can look at it and I go, well, it ended up being a happy ending in the end, but that was literally like two months of me going, what the hell? Like it was driving me crazy. So now that I know the ending, yeah, I can I can look back on it and go, well, that was a little bit of a you know like a speed bump in the road to happiness. Fair enough. But yeah, anyway. All right, and then the second <laughs> part I believe is on you. And that would be uh, where are we where are we going here? That would be the Curtis Ackerman question. Ironically, since he's made a cameo <laughs> more than a few times. Uh, when was that? It was a couple months back. Um, yeah, it might have been one of 99. 90, it, it, was, it was even before 99, I think. I want to say it might have been 98. Maybe, um, yeah. Curtis responded to one of my posts in the Legendati group, and his question was, you are in the 80s working for Mattel, and you have been tasked making a new heroic figure to fight with He-Man against Skeletor. You need a cool action feature and name for the character. What are they? And we have let this one simmer for a bit because it is a little more involved than a typical, well, this. So, All right, so here's what I've got. Here we go. I've got... Now, I actually... I, I defied Curtis a little bit. Well, you you would. So I, would. <laughs> I expect nothing less than that from you. So I actually came up with an evil warrior. Okay. Instead of a uh-huh. hero. So, but I still came up with a vintage action figure 
Uh, he's got a cool action feature and everything. So, uh, my action figure, this new evil warrior. He's 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 a he's a buff dude. All right, he's got he got the muscles on muscles, but he's got the demon feet. All right, he's wearing no shirt, blue overalls. Okay, he's got a big straw hat. <laughs> okay. He is he is he comes with two spinning blades instead of hands and a mm. lawnmower. He is the evil counterpart to Mossman. He is the <laughs> evil groundskeeper known as Acre Man. <laughs> I, I was wondering if you're going to tie him into this or not. So he the, the evil Acre Man, he's got, you press the button on his back and he's got the spinning blades of doom to cut down <laughs> Mossman's edges. And then he's got his evil lawnmower to, to trim all the bush away from Mossman. I like it. I like it because I like that you you took it in a direction that made me laugh. And because I, I well, I'll say it after I do mine because I, I I came up with this random thing this morning to make me go okay. And there's two ways I could look at this at, at this point. So I'll I'll try to make it a little concise. I got to follow up Acreman. Acreman. So Acre. so I had I had this idea of like if if it's a heroic warrior and and I'm I'm one of those people that I'm not a big fan of the action features I'm more of the if you do the 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 waist like the yeah, everybody the had the punch waist the power punch waist that usually was more than enough for me because it didn't have to involve doing anything to that I couldn't pose the figure otherwise um but then I started thinking, well, I don't like the action features, but what if it was a situation where you're adding something and that is the feature that you're doing? And so I thought about it from like, okay, if this was a different universe than Masters of the Universe, what is a, which character do I go to as one of my favorite characters? And the first person that came to my head was Colossus because he's one of my absolute favorite Marvel characters in general and comic book characters in general. So then I started thinking about this figure where it would be similar to King Hiss, which obviously that's, that's mind blowing to me because I hate the snake men the way I do, but this figure would be a figure where he would come with the ability that you could put armor on him and lock it on him to make him like a literal, metal warrior to go into battle with he-man because that's something that i feel that each represents they have always this visual flair to the figures and uh, what character wouldn't look cool as a picture picture a um vac metaled full full character like that looking that way and you could just clip this armor on him and I thought, well, I didn't want him to be Colossus where he's he's amping up and, and going back to normal again. So the story with this character was he was a miner that worked 
in the mines where they, they mine the corridite. And since that's something that helps with He-Man's harness and all that stuff, I like the idea that Skeletor one day would go into the mine and he would try and destroy the mine. So he got what he wanted out of it to do something that he was going to make as the newest MacGuffin to fight He-Man. But there was this miner still trapped in there. And so then stuff gets like he ends up with the stuff on his own body and that when when they get him out, they take him to the sorceress. She heals him, but part of the problem is the cordite now is is fused to him. So she heals him to make him turn into this new warrior. And basically, he was saved by He Man and the Masters. So then he's like, "Well, you know, it's the whole you have my axe, you have my sword, you have, you know, right, it's like right. you you save me, and and if this is how I have to be now." I'm going to do the best I can doing this. So he ends up being a warrior who's basically made out of like steel and corridite to be one of the most like unstoppable warriors that He-Man has in in his roster. And I couldn't like, I, I went to a really stupid name. I, I just went to like, what if his name was arm or cause they always I do the oars or I love it. The other one I was thinking was uh, b- because he would be somebody that he could take a, a blast and not get hurt, calling him defend or or protect or or something like that, where it sounds a little well, more heroic. Armor, 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 armor. But but yeah, I just armor, the, the idea armor, of that armor, boom, exactly, boom. and then and then like clipping on the the metallic part of it on him and it i i kind of dig it where it's like if you were a kid you could still go well i don't want him to be all armored up maybe his arm is armored or maybe both arms are armored or whatever you can have your way with it and make your own story with him just like we did when we were kids and uh still have some fun so i love it there you go there you go curtis we did it you thought we wouldn't you're not gonna listen to this anyways yeah no (laughs) Um, I think he's proven that. (laughs) Real quick here, jump back. Um, I don't want anyone to feel left out. I want everything tidied up and taken care of at the end of episode 100, part one. So uh, I forgot to refresh the page before I read all of our comments. So there were two that came in uh, after I had thrown out that last call. And it's Curtis Ackerman and Curtis Ackerman. <laughs> I don't think he's part of this group. Uh, no. Uh, Jay Mack wrote in, I just want to thank you for your podcast. Mm. I've enjoyed it for a long time, and it helped me while I was working some dead-end jobs. Listening to you guys reminded me that there is other like-minded individuals out there who enjoy the same things I do and make me feel like we are part of something bigger and have enjoyed every episode. Thanks, guys. Wow. Thank you, Jay. You are amazing. That uh, that got me in the feels, man. That's awesome. I mean, then that's I love being able to do that because that's what podcasts do for me. They get me uh-huh. through the day. They, you know, um, they break up the monotony. They help me focus on those menial tasks. So, absolutely. Uh, and then last one we got is Jason Torrance, and he does say, "Congrats on the 100th episode. Keep up the great work." Awesome. Good to hear from you, Jason. Absolutely. So thank you all. Um, I think this wraps up episode 100, part one. Oh, I did promise to look in at Defenders of Eden. That's right. 
spots. Uh, let's jump over there right quick. Uh, defenders. <laughs> Here we are. We got the Defenders of Eden. Uh, Matt is currently sent at $82,863 towards that 109 goal. Uh, he's got 349 backers, and we still got 32 days to go. So plenty of time. Uh, instead of scrolling through the whole thing, let's take a look at this wonderful video. Muse Jeremy DeWitt. He, uh, he really needs to do more music. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's currently at seventy six percent of its goal. One thing I will say, you saw on the video, or for those of you audio listeners who didn't see on the video, uh, five figures, all dinosaurs from the Defenders of Eden comic uh, available now, sixty five bucks a piece. If you buy them individually, if you buy the all in. Uh, it comes to $300, so $60 a piece, and then you can add on additional figures at that even more discounted rate. So, yeah, jump on it if you haven't yet. Um, truly amazing work. I'm really proud of Matt, and uh, it's going to be amazing. This is your chance to get in on the ground floor, lowest price you're going to get. Does this ever make you feel like that meme where the dude is looking at the hot chick walking by while he's with his girlfriend? Defenders of Eden? No, no. Here's what. Here's the one thing I want to leave with here. It's it's okay. interesting to me because we started off our podcast with Masters of the Universe, and then about midway through, we both started finally dipping our toe and definitely getting further than that into it with Mythic Legions. Sure. And now this hit, and it's like, I almost feel like each year since we've gone three years, there has been something to reawaken me every year about what I love. Yeah. First year was just podcasting, being able to talk masters. Second year was Mythic Legions. And I mean, I, I had a blast at the intern for the day stuff and all that last year. So, I'm, you know, I have no complaints there. But what gets right. me is now this line where it starts with a giant wave of dinosaurs has grabbed my attention and my imagination so much that now it's like even mythic legions somehow got trumped by these dinosaurs. And now I'm like, Whoa, it's, it's nuts. And at the same time, you know, I, I, I really, I'm excited for Matt. I'm really wanting Rydor on my shelf and it has to happen. So if you, if you love that video, please fund the Kickstarter so that I can get Rydor on my shelf. And I think the thing is, 
it just kind of goes back to being in the community. Like, because yeah. without the community, I mean, you miss most of the classics without being yeah. in the community. I so, do. like, it's, it's, it's just kind of a thing, like, because we're a part of the community, because we made friends with Jesse Curtis, Skelly, like, all of them, you know, it's, we're exposed to more. Yeah. So that, so obviously we're going to see things that pique our interest. Um, if you didn't know Matt Rodriguez, are you still in on this Kickstarter? Honestly, I think I would be because that, like I said, Rydor, there's something about that figure. And and I do like other ones. It's not like he's the yeah. absolute pinnacle, but that one, favorite? the minute I saw that figure, I'm like, this is speaking to me on levels that I can't even articulate why it's just, it's working for me. And then when you see some of the design ideas they have for like the weapons, and I love how the weapons actually have that master's feel where it's like, here's a triceratops head as the ax head and all this. It's just, you know, it's like, it's little things like that, that it makes it have character and it makes it have a certain I don't know, like, a, it, it it feels fun. Sure. And that's, that's I think, the, the biggest thing for me now that I'm older is, you know, like, part of Mythic Legions was I don't have to follow the rules if I don't want to follow the rules and I can just have fun with this. And it's, like, it's sort of the same with this line. And it's more colorful even than Mythic Legions, which makes it all automatically go, that's fun in, like, a whole way I didn't know I needed right now. But now I'm really digging it. I really want it to succeed. So, um, so yeah, I think even if I didn't know Matt, I think I would, if these would have caught my attention somehow with being in toy groups, yeah. and I probably would have been like, that's cool. I am going to give him some money for this. Agreed. The four horsemen sculpts, the yeah. everything like that. I'll say I would be in, and then knowing Matt just puts it over the top because I know how much passion he has. He's a great dude. Yeah. I wanted to succeed. And I mean, it, oh, you can check out, we did a whole interview with him on off world. Mm-hmm. Like two and a half hours in to get to that, but it was a long episode. And then, you know, knowing that like, this has basically been his goal since like the age of 12 is to make comics and to make toys. And he's yeah. made comics and now let's get these toys out there for it. So. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's awesome. So, yes, it, like I said, if you want to fund it, you still got 30 days. Do 32. it. I need ri- 32. I need right over on my shelf. It's just yep. that simple. Give me a Kuzo on top of that. I'd be happy. Yep. That'd yep. be great. We'll get some stretch goals. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. So, guys, we want to say thank you for tuning in today. Um, this is only part one of our hundredth episode celebration. Um, let's go, let's let the cat out of the bag. So part two will be coming your way soon. That is going to be our in-depth watch along review of masters of the universe, the 1987 Gary Goddard live action motion picture. So stay tuned for that. You're not going to want to miss it. Um, it's kind of interesting that we got so many questions today, no kind of pertaining to the 87 movie. Mm-hmm. And then knowing that we've been planning this for a long time, that that's going to be part two. It's and fun. Then part three <laughs> will be coming your way on May 19th. That is a Friday. We're going to, we're going to steal off worlds off week. Um, so May 19th, we're going to do part three. We're going to go live with some surprising content. 
I'm not going to let that cat out of the bag yet, but you're going to want to be there. Uh, join us over on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash legend dot T with two T's. Uh, and go ahead and call the hotline, 219-767-6011. Let us know how you feel about the episodes. You can be featured on an upcoming one. Uh, and then, of course, as always, we do have the email, Tony Moore is famous for <laughs> writing into us. Um, yeah. You can be, too. Uh, logpod85 at gmail.com. Go ahead and drop us a line. Sean, you can. anything you want to say? Uh, you can get us any way you want, as far as I'm concerned. But uh, thank you uh, to our listeners for making us get to this point, because it is really awesome to know you're out there, including you, Curtis, because where would we be without dialing us? And uh, doesn't even yeah. listen. <laughs> that, that, that part will never, ever not make me laugh now that we've gone through it. But uh, yeah, thank you to everybody who comments on YouTube. Thank you to everybody in the uh, Legendati group. And uh, yeah, here's to 100 more. Let's let's start with the next 100. Unlike what Skelly's already go. predicting, 500. So we'll go to 200. We'll see At how that goes. 200. But yeah, so thank you all. And until next time. Yep, guys, thank you very much. We appreciate all the love and support, and I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, stay tuned, part two coming soon, live on May 19th. And until next time, be good to each other. Oh, come on. Oh, Oh!